Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with Pastor Danny Anderson. Hello, guys. I hope you have come prepared today. You're going to need your notepad and your pen because today we're going to be taking a look and talking about some deeper theological ideas. Now, this can be helpful for you whether you're a Christ follower or not, but I really think you're going to want to jot some of this down. We hope that it'll be able to help you to understand what is going on in our world today, but not only understand it, but learn how to cope with it and live well in the midst of all that's going on today. Welcome, Pastor Danny. Thank you very much. There is a lot going on today, isn't there? Yes, yes. Uh, The the ideas that you're going to share with us today, you first introduced to us um, your staff, and the November staff meeting happens first Monday of every month. And you you taught us, it's about 70 people, about um, some things that uh, are really helpful when you look at what kind of feels like chaos sometimes mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. world today. Absolutely. And helps you navigate it. So why don't you let us, why don't you tell us what we're talking about today? Well, first of all, it's good to be back. Yeah. I want to say hi to all of our listeners. Thanks for listening and taking in the content. Um, Actually, what I want to share with you today um, is something that's been forming in my mind for over a decade. Mm. Over a decade ago, I read a book called The Divine Conspiracy Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. Dallas Willard. And if you don't know who he is, you should know who he is. (laughs) Um, He is no longer alive, but he he was a professor of philosophy at the University of Southern California. Um, before that, he was a Baptist pastor. Yeah. Uh, but he was a he he was a committed Christ follower and mm-hmm. actually wrote uh, a lot in um, in the area of philosophy, particularly phenomenology. I think I said that right. Yeah, you got it, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he also wrote prolifically on the Christian life and what it looks like to be a Christ follower, disciple, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. spiritual formation. He's written books called The Renovation of the Heart. You're actually uh, leading a right. couple of groups through that book right now. How yeah, many? How online, many folks are going through it? We have 34 people over three online groups, mm. though. So it's good. It's yeah. good. It's really challenged me, but also helped me understand a lot of spiritual formation in the human self, mm-hmm. body, mind, and spirit. Yeah. Fantastic book. Another one was the spirit of the the spirit of the disciplines. Mm -hmm. Um, But the first book I read by him was the Divine Conspiracy, and the ideas that I'm going to share today and talk about really come out of that book, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. have served to help me understand the world we live in, understand myself, what's going on, uh, and give me context for um, to interpret the world's events and things that are going on in my life. and all around us. So I think we can all use that. Yeah, really especially can. today. You know, our world today, we, we're seeing record high depression, anxiety yeah. levels. Um, we were just, we're in a study right now on Sunday mornings. Um, we're studying a book called The Second Mountain mm-hmm. by David Brooks, and mm-hmm. he gives a bunch of statistics that are, are really mind boggling. Yeah. You know, 45,000 yes. Americans every year commit suicide. Uh, heartbreaking. An, an additional 72,000 people a year overdose on drugs. Gosh. You know, the, he said that, you know, in this, uh, this Center for Disease Control and Prevention reported that for the third year in a row, uh, the lifespan of an American has shortened uh, because of these, what he calls deaths of despair. And it's just so sad. And, and I think a big reason why that's happening, and, and there's pr- uh, many reasons, but I think a sure. big reason why um, that's happening is because people really lack the context to understand what they're seeing all mm-hmm. around them in our country, in mm-hmm. the world, and in the, in their own lives. And so they give in to discouragement, depression, 
and, and eventually, you know, um, take their own lives. So, so I want to talk today specifically about some ideas that can really help us to cope and to live well, as you mentioned. Yeah, we want those, uh, with, the, man, that on. term deaths of despair, that's, mm-hmm. that's heartbreaking. It gives you a little bit of an ache. So yeah, tell us, tell us. Yeah. So Dallas in, in chapter one of the divine conspiracy, he explains this concept of three kingdoms. Mm-hmm. There's the kingdom of Satan, there's the kingdom of man, humans, mm-hmm. and then there's the kingdom of God that Jesus came to bring. And I know all of our listeners are not Christ followers, but this still sure. can be helpful uh, in, in, a, in a sense to understand uh, what's going on. And maybe today you'll hear something if you're not a Christ follower and you'll maybe take a step in that direction. Um, but Dallas talks about the first kingdom, the kingdom of Satan. Yeah. And that is the devil. Mm-hmm. And um, when you when you look into the scriptures, which you and I are people who read the scriptures, we look to the scriptures for guidance, for truth. We believe mm-hmm. the scriptures are inspired by God. Mm-hmm. We see this very clearly. I'll just give you one example. Uh, and I shared this with the staff in Ephesians chapter two, which is a letter uh, in the New Testament written by the apostle Paul. He said, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, this is Ephesians chapter two, mm-hmm. verse one and two, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, watch this, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. Mm. Wow. Now in a different place, in in the same book in chapter six, he says that we don't wrestle or struggle against flesh and blood people, but rather against principalities and powers and rulers in dark places, Mm -hmm. which indicates that there are actually different levels of evil in in the unseen world. Yeah, that's one of the things that I got from the um, staff meeting that I jotted down. And that was that was super powerful to me because I know you're always super kind and gentle and, you know, call out that Christ followers and non-Christ followers can, can glean from this. But we all see evil no matter what affiliation you have. We all can see evil. Yeah, the evidence is all around us. Yep. Yep. And those different levels, man, that was impactful for me. One, to call out the things that are uh, detrimental and, and evil that may seem lesser, like gossip. And then to also th- start to navigate what we didn't know was about to happen in, in our congregation over the, the next month after hearing this, um, that, that would be considered high evil, I guess, or a different level of yeah. evil. Yeah. Help me, it helped me untangle some of it in my mind as it was happening, mm-hmm. that phrase. And for our listeners, what Rachel's referring to is in the last couple of weeks, we've lost two young men to gun violence mm-hmm. Murder. Um, mm-hmm. in, in, our, in our congregation. And it's just been awful. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> it helps us to understand what is happening in our world when we know that this world is... is um, there's demonic forces here. Yeah. C.S. Lewis wrote about this in Mere Christianity, which is mm-hmm. my other favorite book. Uh, <laughs> I'll just read a quote to you um, on page 45 in the chapter he calls The Invasion. He says this, one of the things that surprised me when I first read the New Testament seriously was that it talks so much about a dark power in the universe, a mighty evil spirit who was held to be the power behind death, disease, and sin. Yeah. And he continues and he says this, This is the phrase that got me. Enemy-occupied territory, that is what this world is. And Christianity is the story of how the rightful king has landed, you might say landed in disguise, Mm. a baby in a manger. Mm. 
and is calling us to take part in a great campaign of sabotage. Mm. That statement, I believe, is, I can't prove this, but I believe that's where Dallas Willard got the title of his book, The Divine Conspiracy. Mm. Because what, what Christianity is, is Christ coming into this world in disguise. Yeah. You know, coming up, uh, living his life at 33 years old, dying on the cross, yeah. rising again, so that we can reconnect with God. And he's calling us to be part of that great, cam- what he calls the campaign of sabotage, the, yeah. the kingdom spreading in the midst of uh, the satanic world mm-hmm. that we live in today. Mm-hmm. And so again, why does that help? You know, we, we talked about these these ideas, they help us to, to cope and to live well. Right. Well, when you look around that, instead of, you know, looking at the evil and seeing things that happen, and whether it's planes flying into buildings or a pandemic killing people or right. whatever is going on, you know, a lot of the, the political uh, unrest in our country today and the, the, the racial unrest in our country, what, what is happening? Well, we live in enemy-occupied territory. Mm-hmm. This is the devil's playground. Right. And, the, and that helps us to, it doesn't make it better. No. It doesn't make me happy, but it gives me understanding. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, there, this the devil is at work here. Now, I don't believe the devil is under every single rock, and he's behind every single thing. Sure, we'll sure, get sure, to that sure. in a second. But his presence is real, and even Jesus called him the ruler of this world in John chapter 14, verse 30. We, we can look look that up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said, you know, the he is the ruler of this world, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a, it's a reality. One of the ways um, it helped me that you said in the staff meeting, this was super helpful because it feels like when all this is going on around, like, okay, this is the world and everything's not right. And you said it isn't, mm. it's all not right because the devil is a part of it. This is the kingdom of Satan. This is, and to, to be able to take a breath and think, okay, I'm not crazy. Like, all these things that are going on around me are not, they're not right. So it's okay to feel um, whatever way you feel about it, angry, upset, sad, grieved for people because it's all not right. It's not right. Yeah. Yeah. So as you talk to us about the kingdom of Satan, uh, your next kingdom helped me understand like how it plays out through mm-hmm. people. So can yeah. you take us into that next kingdom? So there's the kingdom of Satan, then there's the kingdom of man or the kingdom of people. Mm-hmm. And that is a simple one to understand. The kingdom of man can be defined as any area where a human being is exercising his or her will apart from God. Mm. That's all a human kingdom is. And you can have billions of them. And in fact, we have billions of them. Because there are billions of people on this planet okay. that are exercising their will yeah. without any uh, any chance or or, or uh, any looking to God whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and so that could be the as small as a cubicle at work. Yeah. <laughs> that's where a human can exercise. That's as far as their will can be exercised. Or it can be an entire country. If you have a leader of a country who's exercising his or her will without checking in with God, yeah. asking him, is this okay? What should we do here? And so that is a human kingdom. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's evil. It just means mm-hmm. that it's, it has nothing to do with God. It yeah. could be neutral, right? Um, but uh, he, that, that person is not asking God to help whatsoever. They're just doing what they want to do when they want to do it. And sometimes in the kingdom of man, if I understood this correctly, this is, this is also the time when people partner their will with what Satan has, to be done. Mm-hmm. 
And that's where there's real, uh, there's no other way to say it. That's when there's real hell to pay. Yeah. When a human being and Satan come together and align their wills, that's when we see horrible things like murder or rape or Mm. uh, just massive deception or corruption or something like a Holocaust. You you know, how do you explain these things? How do you understand these things? How do we live in a world where these things exist? Yeah. Well, what we're seeing is Satan and humans come together. Right. And this is what he loves to do. In fact, he's looking for people to align with his will. Mm -hmm. And in in Ephesians chapter two, if we can go back to that passage, Mm -hmm. Paul says this, he says, um, that he, Satan, is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Mm. So he's he's actually <laughs> proactively looking to, to partner with people. Now, whether they realize it or not, whether yeah. they realize they're being acted upon by demonic forces or not, he is pursuing. He prowls around on earth looking for someone, right? And this is uh, this is what he tried to do with Jesus. Mm. He, right, he, he, he went after Judas. The scripture actually says that Satan entered into Judas yeah. in order to uh, get him to, to betray Christ mm-hmm. for 30 pieces of silver, which he did. Mm-hmm. And that led to Christ's death on the cross. Mm. And Satan thought he had, it, he had him beat. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get rid of this Jesus? How are we going to get rid of this, this son of God? We're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Well, little did he know that that that, that was actually the father's plan mm-hmm. and that the father was sovereign and wise enough and had enough power to incorporate evil in the plan to redeem humankind. Right. Because not that Christ died, but then he, three days later he rose again yeah. to make it possible for humans to be forgiven and cleansed and have forgiveness and uh, and have eternal life. Yeah. But that's that's Satan's uh, strategy. He wants to partner up with human beings, and, and that's where we see the real destruction in our in our world. And I was really challenged by one of the statements that you made, and it was, uh, "Satan loves it when people do their own thing." Mm-hmm. So not actually, not even like doing evil. Just Satan loves it when people do their own thing. Mm-hmm. That was super powerful to me and helpful for me to. Um, to, to really grasp that when you're not checking in with God, then then I'm participating in the kingdom of, of man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, made me a little nervous too. Yeah, so. and you, what's happening there, and I think the reason why that's such a powerful concept is that you're, if you choo- if you choose willingly to, to not even think about what God would want yeah. for your life, you're putting yourself, you're making yourself susceptible. Yeah. You're making yourself available to be influenced yeah. without even knowing it. Again, why? Because Satan's looking for that. Yeah. You know, to partner up with people, to bring destruction. Jesus said it like this. He has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. Your reputation, your marriage, uh, the business you work at, the church you go to, Mm -hmm. that's his Mm -hmm. main objective. Mm -hmm. And he is going to lie and deceive. That's his main strategy uh, to, to produce that destruction. So, um, that's what makes it so dangerous for us to not check in with God at all. Yeah. So I have to ask the question, where's the hope? In yeah. this? There's... Well, there is tremendous hope, okay? Yeah. So the third kingdom is where the hope is found, okay. and that is in the kingdom of God. There's the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of man, and then there's Dallas explained the kingdom of God. You know, most people, most Christians, I should say, think that the message, that the, message of the gospel is, um, hey, Jesus died on the cross for you. Three days later, he rose again. Put your faith in him so you can have your sins forgiven, so you can go to heaven when you die. Right. And that 
is all theologically true. It's just not the message of the gospel. Mm. <laughs> That's not what Jesus said. Right. He actually said something very clear in, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. This is what Jesus said. It says, from that time on, Jesus began to preach this message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. Mm-hmm. And here's what Dallas helped me to understand. What does it mean for something to be at hand? Well, you know, we're sitting here. We, I've got coffee. You've got some water. And, and this cup of coffee here is at hand. I can pick it up. I can grab it. And I can take a sip. Yeah. I can take it into myself. That's yeah. what, that's for some of, if you're watching TV at night, what does it mean for the remote control to be at hand? Right there. It means yeah. it's right there. I can yeah. grab it. I can change the channel. So what Jesus is saying is, guess what? Right now, a new kingdom has come. Right. And it's so close. You can pick it up and grab it. You can take it into yourself. You can live in it. And what is mm. that kingdom? Well, I'm so thankful in chapter one of the divine conspiracy, Dallas explains it. If a human kingdom is the range of your will, where what you say goes, right. then God's kingdom is the same thing. It's the range of his effective will. Mm. It's where w- what he says go. It's that area where his will is done instead of the human will or instead of uh, Satan's will. Mm-hmm. And that is the kingdom. And Jesus says that has now come. And you can live in it right now. The message of the gospel is not you can live in it when you die. The message of the gospel is if you choose now to repent, you can mm-hmm. live in it now with God. Walk with him, talk with him, hear from him, experience joy, peace. Right. Experience his presence in your life right, right now. And that changes everything. You know, one of the, bit, one of the best examples in the book of, of what it means to, to, to have the kingdom uh, Dallas explains it like this. He says he grew up in southern Missouri uh, many, many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no electricity in his house. And then uh, I think it was the ERA, like, yeah, the, the government, uh, brought electricity to his town. Mm-hmm. And they ran the wires and the, all that stuff. And, and here's what he says in the book. He says, a power that could make our lives abundantly better mm. became available. Mm. We could hook up washers and dryers yes. and we could, do, we could have lights you could flip on switch you didn't have to use candles or right. or kerosene lamps anymore all these things in their house could change but you had to connect to it yeah and he says there are people in his town that did not connect they chose not to connect to electricity so their life didn't change yeah and so what he says and i love this he says the kingdom's the same way he says a power that could make our lives abundantly better has now become available, but you and I and, and all of humanity must repent and turn mm. into it. Mm-hmm. And if we do, we find strength, we find peace, we find joy, not just forgiveness. Yes, forgiveness, but I'm talking about the presence of God in your life right now mm. where you never feel alone and you have a peace that surpasses all understanding. That is the kingdom. That's where the hope is. And that's what Jesus mm-hmm. came to bring us, but we have to turn into it. I so appreciate that. And and in your opinion, is that how is that how we overcome the the depression, the anxiety, the suicidal thoughts, or even things less dramatic like not being able to make sense of the chaos that's going on around us and in um, everything from our homes to our government? And is that how we apply that? Well, it's a great question. How how does that help us? How right. does this kingdom help us? Well, Dallas was fond of saying that this world, this universe, is the safest place for a human being to dwell. Okay. And every time he would say that, 
he would acknowledge the fact that now I know some of you think I'm crazy for saying that because this right, world, I don't yeah, this world is a place where you know there's pandemics and and there's holocausts and there's right. terrorism and there's you know uh, human sex slavery and billions is a multi billion dollar industry. How could you say that this world is the safest place for a human being to live? Well, what what he's saying is that right now in this moment we can step into if we should turn mm-hmm. into it. We can put our lives in the hand of God right now. Yeah. And our Father, God, is so good and He's so loving and He's so trustworthy. Right. That we can have peace in the midst of the chaos. Yeah. Whatever's going on around us, because we know, we know that whatever happens to us, He's going to turn it for good. Right. Which is what Romans 8 28 is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, that. Mm-hmm. All things work together for the good of those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose for them. And that's so that's on this side of heaven. So whatever is going on in my life, I know that that I can trust that God is going to act for my good. But if I should die, if you should die, what comes after that is the perfect kingdom. Right. Where we experience no sin and no temptation and no disease and no pain and no sin and no deception and no manipulation and no corruption. (laughs) And so there's no fear of death because God's going to turn it all. He's going to, he's going to transform. He's going to make all things new in the, in the eternal kingdom. So it's like on this side of heaven, I put, I put my life in hand. Will you put your, your life in God's hands and there's peace that surpasses all understanding. Why? Because God is sovereign and he's good. Yeah. We can trust him. And then on the other side is perfect, the perfect kingdom. So we win on this side mm-hmm. and then we win on the other side. Mm-hmm. In fact, Paul said to live as Christ and to die is actually gain. Right. So that's why this uni- this this universe isn't the safest place on earth because we'll never get hurt or we'll never get a disease or no one will ever, you know, um, break in and steal our stuff or, or hurt us. It's not perfect because we, we, we live above pain. It's perfect because God is sovereign and he's good. Mm. And I, Dallas was fond of saying that irredeemable harm does not befall those who willingly live in the hand of God. Mm. Oh, that's good. So whatever happens to me, if it's negative, if it's painful, I know has first slipped through the father's hand. Right. Right, because so, he's in control and he loves me. Yeah. So it's like, okay, God, what are you doing here? I trust you. Yeah. And that's life in the kingdom. That's incredibly so comforting. You, it really, it really is. But you have to, you have to step into it. You have to repent mm-hmm. and turn into it. You have to believe and and trust. Mm-hmm. And that's really what Jesus is saying when he says, you know, turn into my kingdom. He's saying, trust me. Yeah. Whew. That's incredibly comforting. Well, we always appreciate your final thoughts. So what are your final thoughts today on on this topic? You know, before I give you my last thought, I just just want to reiterate that what we're talking about today is context, understanding. Mm -hmm. And when you have understanding, you wake up in the morning, you hear the news, you look at what happened in your own life, you, you you can look at it and say, okay, well, we live in enemy-occupied territory, and there's billions of people doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the kingdom that's here, and I can step into that. And you can you can live. Mm-hmm. You can function. Mm-hmm. 
without being overwhelmed by bad news or difficulty. You, you know, if there is anything difficult going on in your life, you can, you can see it through the lens of God's sovereignty and his mm-hmm. love for you. Um, and you know, he's got a plan for it. And so you can, you can cope and you can live well and you can really can live a life filled with joy and peace yeah, and gratitude in the yeah. midst of, in the midst of a lot of chaos, which we're going through right now. So I just want to reiterate that. And then lastly, I would say my, my final thought is what Jesus said. I mean, it's the, probably the most important thing that he said um, in Matthew six thirty three. He said, you have to seek this. Mm-hmm. You have to seek the kingdom of God above all else. Yeah. Think, think of that. Above all else. Above all, everything else you're going to seek today. Yeah. Doing, doing well at work, loving your family, cooking dinner, you know, buying groceries, whatever, whatever we have to do today. Seek the kingdom above all else mm. and live righteously and all these things will be added unto you. So why does he say seek it? Here's why. Ready? First of all, what does the word seek mean? It means to look for something until you find it. Right. It doesn't mean give a quick peek and then, oh, I can't find it. And then you move on. Right. No, when you seek it, you look and you look and you look until you got it. Yes. What do you got? You got life with God. You feel his presence. Mm-hmm. You sense he's with you. Mm-hmm. You feel his mm-hmm. love. You seek that until you find it. Right? right. Why do we have to seek it? Because it's, intu- it's not intuitive. It's not right there. Right. It's, it's an unseen reality is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And because it's an unseen reality and it's not evident, you have to look for it mm-hmm. through the scriptures, through a sunset. You go outside, you take a walk, through yeah. connecting with a person that loves you. And you have to seek the kingdom of God. And if you don't seek it, you're not going to find it. Mm. And we're going to miss the abundant life and the eternal life that Jesus came to give us. So good. I'm so grateful for this. I was grateful for it before I knew I needed it. And then after I needed it and referred back to it, um, I'm just thankful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's a joy. Uh, We are also thankful for you as listeners. We would love to hear your comments on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, Please give us your review and your comments. And you can always ask for topics that you want uh, Pastor Danny to address. As always, in the show notes, you'll be able to find the books that Pastor Danny mentioned. But in addition to that, we'll have the scripture references because there were several in there today. Just want you to know that we are praying for you as you listen to this podcast. Podcast, and we're so grateful that you join us, aren't we? Mm, month yes, after we are. Month. God bless Come you guys. Come back next month, and we'll see you then.